Lisa on the houseboat. I have to admit, when I first saw the captain with his gold tooth, his thick, shaggy beard, and his menacing grin, I feared the worst. I thought walking the plank might be our only escape plan. Or that we would be recruited as part of his treacherous pirate crew. But thankfully, I was totally wrong. My mum used to say you should never judge a book by its cover, even though she used to do it all the time with my adventure books. And the same goes for pirates. Just because they look scary doesn't mean they are. Captain Goldtooth, as he told us to call him, made us feel at home straight away. Ava was suspicious about all the free food he was giving us, but Noah didn't care where it came from, so long as he could fill his stomach. As soon as we had finished dinner, the captain had shown us to our sleeping quarters and let us choose between a whole selection of books from his own personal library. Naturally, I'd found a copy of Treasure Island and spent the entire night reading through it. A real pirate's copy of Treasure Island. A year ago, I never would have believed that I'd be reading my favourite book in the company of a real-life pirate captain. But there I was. Now, I confess, I was a little disappointed to find out that they weren't the kind of rough, tough, swashbuckling sea dogs that I'd read about. Because that would have made a great story. But then I realised this was even better. Being able to write about actual pirates while staying on an actual pirate ship. This was a dream come true. The next morning, the captain woke us up early to a giant feast. Noah and I stuffed our faces with fruit, bread and eggs and even Ava had softened up a little after a good night's sleep. Try as we might, we couldn't find any reason not to trust these pirates. And, to be honest, it was nice to be living the easy life for once. I knew that it couldn't last forever, but I figured that we may as well enjoy it for a day or two, right? After breakfast, I snuck out some food in my pockets for Goldie and Lola, but hurried back when I heard Ava calling my name. Ah, Lisa, join us. We're just about to have a little chat. I took a seat between them and waited nervously to find out what was happening. Ava leant forward and cleared her throat. We don't want to waste your time, Captain. The flag that you were flying, you may not know, but it belongs to someone very dangerous. If you know anything about where it came from, then we would appreciate any information you have. The silence was uncomfortable. You aren't just any three children who floated away, are you? If you don't know anything, then that's completely fine. We'll just be on our way. Now, just wait a second. I may not know anything about these pirates you're looking for, but I can still help you out. I can take you to the exact spot I found it. Maybe you'll find another clue floating there. Great! What are we waiting for? Let's go! But... I'll need you to do me a favour too. When we pulled in that flag, you see, something fell overboard. Something very precious to me. If you help me get it back, I'll do everything I can to help you. The captain stuck out his hand and one by one we all shook it. It was a deal. There she is. You could tell from his face that Captain Goldtooth was very proud of this. The finest submarine in the seven seas. It was small, 
round and covered in thick windows and pipes, and full of so many buttons and levers that I didn't know where to look first. Captain Goldtooth explained that it usually fit just one or two burly pirates, but the three of us would have plenty of room. After all, three pairs of eyes were better than one in the murky depths of the ocean. It was a chest that had fallen overboard. Just a normal, run-of-the-mill chest, he said. But inside was his wife's necklace, the only thing that he still had of hers. We had sailed for an hour or so, back to the place where the captain had found the flag, and as we all climbed in, we saw the captain shed a tear as he waved us off. I looked at Ava, who was keeping track of the pressure gauge and the depth, and Noah, who had already mastered all of the controls, and I felt confident that we would succeed. And better than that, I knew that when we got back to the surface, Captain Goldtooth would help us find the ship we were looking for, and Ava and Noah would be reunited with their parents. Nothing could possibly go wrong. But right now, we had a job to do. We had been sinking down for about a minute, and it was already pitch black all around us. Ava flicked on the headlights and illuminated the underwater world. It had looked as though a battle had taken place on the surface, with broken boards and torn sails floating all over the place, but underneath the waves, it was another story altogether. It was unlike anything I had ever seen before. An entirely new world. Giant shadows of mysterious fish passed us by, surrounded by shoals of hundreds of tiny creatures. When they drifted by our lamps, their scales reflected multicolored light back at us, and their eyes glowed as they continued on their way. All around us there was life. Further down we could see huge caverns in the ocean floor, where the rocks were covered in bright plants and creatures of all shapes and sizes, swaying back and forth with the current. There was a coral of every color, providing homes to octopuses, lobsters, starfish, and... I grabbed Noah by the arm and pointed into the murky water. Ava quickly turned the lights in that direction, and we all gasped. Sharks! More than 50 swam slowly by. Their teeth shone in the dark. We followed behind them to see where they might lead us. And then, appearing from the gloom up ahead, we saw it. It was like a building, like a mountain. It was the biggest thing I'd ever seen. A shipwreck still and silent on the ocean floor, resting between two giant walls of rock. As we got closer, we realised what must have happened. The pirates that took our parents must have sunk this poor ship when they lost their flag. Captain Goldtooth was lucky they didn't cross his path. How are we ever going to find his lost chest among all this? Well, we have to try. If we don't find it, Goldtooth might not help us at all. We all agreed that we would stay down here for as long as we could, exploring the shipwreck and searching the ocean floor. First, we floated around the ship, checking all the nooks and crannies for anything that looked like it shouldn't be there. But all we found were disgruntled eels and flotsam and jetsam. The ocean floor was more or less the same, only broken planks, bottles and crates. And then we saw something. A crack in the ship's hull. And there, just inside, a chest! The chances of it being the captain's were small, but it was worth a try. There was just one problem. The crack was tiny. Too small for the submarine to get through, for sure. There was only one way to get into it. The submarine's grappling arm. But who's going to do that? I have to keep the controls steady. And I have to work the lights and check the dials. You can't be serious. I've never used one of these before. Well, it's either that or you swim out there yourself. And I don't want to rush you, 
but we don't have long until our air runs out down here. It's now or never, Lisa! There was no choice. I had to do it. Grabbing the joystick, I focused as Noah got as close as he could. Ava kept the lights on the gap in the hull, and with small precise movements, I opened the grabbing hand and moved it nearer to the chest. A bead of sweat ran down my forehead. The arm moved closer, it slid through the crack. The hand opened. It was so close, just as I was about to grab the lid of the chest. Bubbles. Something stirred. A cloud of dust rose from the darkness inside the crack. And then, in one sudden burst, the gigantic jaws of a huge grey shark appeared from the shadows, gnashing and snapping with all its might. I yanked the joystick one way, closing the grabber shut and threw the chest to the side, but the shark followed. I moved it the other way and the shark opened its mouth wide. Then, as I tried to pull the chest back towards us, the beast chopped down, grabbing the chest tightly in its jaws. We all held our breath, looking at the creature's dark round eyes before. The chest was nothing but splinters. I can't believe this. The shark had finished its splintery meal and had now turned its attention to us. It gave us a menacing look, then started to swim straight for the window of the submarine. Step on it! Hold on to your head! We braced ourselves as the shark followed behind us, its teeth still shining in the dark until it disappeared in the gloom. Soon, the blue sky appeared above us and we could see the sunshine once again. I can't believe it! We were so close! That was terrifying! If he wanted the chest so badly, he should have come to get it himself, not sent the three of us. We don't even know if that was the right one. And then a thought came to me. My eyes grew wide. Guys, I just had a thought. It might just be me, but it is a bit strange that he trusted us with this at all. He could have sent anyone down to look for it. Noah and Ava turned slowly to look at me. It dawned on us all at once. Captain Goldtooth hadn't been asking us for a favour. He had been trying to get rid of us. Noah pushed the lever as far as it could go, and we sped back to the ship. Lifting the hatch, we all jumped out at once and climbed up to the main deck. It was just as we had feared. The sails were torn. The deck was covered in old rope and rusty swords. There were cobwebs over the doors and barnacles covering the floor. They had turned it into a ghost ship once again. And by the looks of it, this time they really had abandoned it. A feeling of panic suddenly struck me, and I rushed to the side and peered over. Oh no, the house, the house! There, where our houseboat had been tied to the side of the ship, there was nothing but water. Ava and Noah stood either side of me, staring in disbelief at the waves below. They, they took our house, but why? It was a really nice house. I know why. But just as I was about to continue, I heard a familiar noise. I turned just in time to see Goldie run up and jump right into my arms. She slobbered and yapped, drooling over a note that she held between her teeth. Opening it up, I read it aloud. Apologies, Apologies me I know it seemed, seemed like, like you could trust, trust old Goldtooth. Gold let this be a lesson to you. Never trust anyone. Especially not pirates. I knew who you were from the moment I saw your rickety old houseboat. So I'm sure you'll understand why I had to take it. That map is aboard somewhere, and now it's back with its rightful owner, me. Keep this old rust bucket. I won't need it when I'm filthy rich. Just in case you're still wondering, let me tell you plainly. Yours sincerely, Captain King. It was Captain King all along. 
It was his flag, his ship. And he was the pirate that kidnapped me all. But then I stopped. I could see that it wasn't the note that Noah and Ava were shocked by. It was something else. Something behind me. Slowly, I turned around. Hello, kids. It was two friendly-looking pirates. One a man and one a woman. They looked familiar, and instantly I realised why. It was Noah and Ava's mum and dad. When I looked up, I saw Noah and Ava's mouths hanging wide open. All I could do was look on in awe. I like you already. Welcome to the family. She rushed to the helm and spun the wheel around. Hold on to your hats. Let's go get them. And we were off. Off to fulfil our destiny. Lisa on the houseboat.